hello and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I am your favorite anxious ass host, Miss Ashley Sleek. What's up? That was a great intro that I gave myself so you know it's a good day. I actually started recording this podcast and I just felt like I sounded way too down. And I'm like, okay, look, we all know I have depression, whatever. We chat about that. We're open. But I'm not really trying to make you guys listen to me in my sad voice because that's a snooze fest that I'm not willing to do. So I was like, okay, girl, let's pump this shit up. It's fucking election day. I'm freaking out. I saw this hilarious thing on TikTok where it's like, hi, it's just my COVID anxiety meeting my holiday anxiety meeting my election anxiety. Like, what's up, fam? Uh, Yeah, I am completely freaking out. I remember being super anxious in 2016 and I remember crying a lot. But man, do I feel so much worse right now. I am completely freaking out. I was actually talking about it at work today and I said, you know, there were days on air and I might have mentioned this before, but there were days on air and radio that were so hard to get on air that were so hard to wake up and be on the radio. And the day after the 2016 election, I just remember walking into the studio with Dre and just being like, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we, especially because I had already gotten in trouble for talking shit about Trump on air. Um, you know, I had, I had made a comment early on, not thinking it was serious that he was running because people were getting, um, what we lovingly called a Trump stamp. So it was like a tramp stamp, you know, on your lower back, upper butt of Trump. And I said, wow, sounds like white trash, much like the people voting for him. Uh, and I got some angry calls because I just genuinely didn't think that, uh, he was running. So whatever. It was a good joke. Uh, I stand by it. I'm not that I'm saying that's my belief on Trump voters. I'm just saying that it was a funny joke and I stand by it. So anyways, um, you know, after thinking it was just really, there was no way it was going to happen. Uh, it was really hard to go on there and like, how do you talk about, you know, the beebs when, uh, you have no idea what your future holds. And, Now it's more like I am very confident that there is a chance that he's going to win. And I genuinely don't know what's worse. Like what was worse, not thinking he had a chance on him winning or just like knowing that this could be it. And I am so freaked out about it. And, you know, I don't love talking about politics. It's not my favorite subject. But you guys, I feel like I have to tell you this story from this weekend or last weekend. Two weekends ago now? I don't know. I'm going to like leave it a looty because I feel, well, I'm not because I'm going to tell you what weekend it was. But anyways, I just feel like it's not my place to say who I got in a fight with. But, you know, I got a political talk with an old white man. So we all know how that went. Like, sorry to be stereotypical, but here we go. Uh, And it didn't go well. But I'm going to tell you the whole story anyways because it's juicy and I just want everybody to see And I don't know if this was the right move, but man, I really held in some shit. I feel like I could have popped off. I'm painting you the scene. It's my birthday weekend. Um, I had just got back from a champagne dinner and, you know, I, I happened upon a conversation that I, what really truly was not expecting to go political. And I wish I could tell you how it happened, but it kind of, I don't know. So basically what happened was, uh, you know, I was talking and just chatting, visiting, and suddenly the conversation kind of got turned into politics. And um, 
you know, the man that I was talking to. And I know I can be dramatic, but when I tell you this guy's face turned red when he was talking to me, I'm not joking. So basically at some point he just turns to me and he says, well, I know who you're voting for. And I said, I hope you do. I hope that everything that I've done in my life has led me to the point where you know who I'm going to vote for in the 2020 election. I hope that the way I presented myself this far in life has told you who I'm going to vote for in the 2020 election, because that's important. So I don't know why you think it's a diss on me just saying like, well, I know who you're voting for. I said, I, and I know who you're voting for. I mean, you're an old white man. I'm not really surprised. Genuinely have no shock in the fact that you're voting for Trump. So I don't really know how we got here. It feels so random that I'm telling you the story because I wish I had like something leading up that built us to this moment. But when I tell you I was genuinely having a chat about, you know, Disneyland or something, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I know who you're voting for. It's okay then why are you, are you trying to change my mind? Cause if you know, you know, and that was my thing. I kept saying, I was like, look, I, and I know who you're voting for. You know who I'm voting for. I genuinely don't think we're going to change each other's minds. So I'd rather just respectfully not have this conversation, but no, why in the world would there be respect here? I should have known better. Why would I even ask for that? So anyways, I, um, you know, I continue to get yelled at and uh, then I get yelled at about my taxes because, uh, you know, he tells me he's just worried about me that I'm not I'm, I'm going to lose all my money to taxes. And I said, hey, look, I get it. Everybody has different priorities in this election. Yours are taxes and mine are human rights. So I'm so sorry that you think it's that you think I'm going to suffer with my money but I'm honestly suffering right now being a woman and having this guy as president. So I'm not really concerned about the taxes. And maybe one day I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Like, I, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm losing all my money. But at this point in time, it's not my biggest priority. And I get that it's some people. It's just not mine. So sorry, not sorry. And then You know, he keeps coming at me with the, oh, well, you know, what do you think Biden's going to do for you? I was like, I don't know. Treat me a little bit better. Does that sound good to you? Like, and then I said again, I just would like to set a boundary. This is the most fucking millennial Gen Z thing that's ever come out of my mouth, by the way. I said, I'm setting a boundary with you that I don't want to talk about politics. I came up here to have a conversation to see how you're doing and I'm setting a boundary and you're not respecting that boundary right now. So I would like for you to have a little bit of respect for me. And then he hits me with a, so I'm sure you, you believe black lives matter. I said, did you fucking hear your own sentence? You just asked me, I'm sure you believe that black lives matter. Do you, do you not like, do you not believe? Okay. So what? And then, and then he hits me with this one, which when I tell you that I was ready to throw fists at this moment, he said, well, I guess you don't care about my son then because he's a cop. So you just want him to die and you don't care about the shops and the, and the writing. And I said, I'm going to stop you right there. You throwing your son in my face is awful. And you obviously have 
whatever Fox News is telling you idea of what the Black Lives Matter movement is. And I said, it's not about that. I said, I don't think that your son's a bad man, obviously. I think that he is working for a system that needs to be reformed. And I said, you, I would really like, I would really invite you to watch the documentary 13th on Netflix. That's where I started. And it opened my eyes a lot. And then I started to watch, you know, when they see us. And then I recommended some books and he's like, yeah, you don't, you don't care though. You don't care. You just think that, what do you, what do you think they should do? What do you think they should do? I was like, I don't know, not, not kill black people. And then he's like, if you get pulled over right now, and a cop tells you to roll down your window, are you going to do it? And I said, honestly, right now I'd hesitate. Like at this time point in my life, like I am a little bit scared. And I said, and I said, but you know what? I probably would. And you know why I would have been so comfortable doing that? Because I'm fucking white. What are you missing the point? Why are you asking a white person as if that's going to prove your point? That, that is the point. We don't have to be scared. Like, that's the point that I'm making is that we didn't have to be scared. And that's our privilege. And it's OK. It's going to take a while for you to understand and accept that. But for me, I've made this choice to feel right, to do the right thing. We got to make a choice our whole lives, but especially here in 2020, we got to make the choice to to work on ourselves and be a part of the right side of future. And I'm sorry, but I made that fucking choice. And it's okay that you're not making it. Well, it's not okay, but it is. And I know that you're supposed to, like, the right thing to do I see online is to, you know, have those uncomfortable conversations and fight. But I just knew I was getting nowhere with this guy. So once again, I said, you know, that was completely uncalled for. And I would just like for this conversation to end. But then he didn't. He kept going. And he said, oh, what's so bad about Trump? I said, I don't know. I don't really want to have a president that openly said on TV, grab women by the pussy. And he said, he's never said that. He's never said that. I'm a what? What the fuck are you watching? That was so viral. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're watching Fox News, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, OK. And I said, you know what? And then I got emotional. I tried not to, you guys, but I couldn't help it. I'm like, when the election happened and Donald Trump won, I remember going to bars and men talking to me so different. I mean, I've always been kind of afraid of men at the bar because I'm a woman and things happen. And I was genuinely scared because I had a guy look at me and be like, I can do whatever I want to you now because my president says so. You know what I mean? Like I've had those experiences and I'm one of many women that had them before, before Trump, but it got so much worse with Trump. So excuse me. If I don't believe in him and you can make your choice, but I'm standing here and telling you I'm not choosing to vote for Trump and you can vote for him if you would like to. But please have the respect for me to not scream in my face. It's the night before my birthday. And, you know, I celebrate that like a national fucking holiday. And I'm getting belittled by this dude for no fucking reason other than the fact that I'm not voting for who he thinks I should vote for. And did I yell at him back. It took me a long time to get to the whole ground by the pussy thing. It's a very solid statement to be made. And it took me a long time to get there. But this guy just wanted to fucking fight me. And you know what? I have to say that is a big absolutely fuck off. Leave me alone. Respect my boundaries. I had said so many times, I'm not going to change your mind and you're not going to change mine. So I got up and I said, I'm respectfully walking away. 
I was like, I'm just trying to have love for you and have love in the situation. And I just don't understand why you would want to treat somebody like this. And he said to me, you know, don't worry. We won't have to talk about this after November 3rd. And I said, don't worry. We didn't have to talk about this tonight. This was your choice. I didn't bring it up. And as much as, and and I did engage a little bit, but I'm not also not going to sit there and get screamed at and not say shit, but I could have said a whole lot more and I didn't. So all this story is to say is I'm feeling for everybody out there who is with somebody that might just not respect opposing views that wants to, you know, get in fights and wants to make you feel bad and wants to tear you down and wants to scream at you in your face until they turn red. And I want you to know that you are absolutely better than those people and you don't need those people in your life and you don't have to stoop down to that level. If you would like to, that's on you. That's your choice. But I'm telling you that you do not have to do that and you are stronger and you are better than those people. And I'm fucking pissed, honestly. Like, I'm so upset. Whatever. I have friends on the opposite side. I know I say that a bunch and I'm sure it annoys people, but they don't do that to me. They don't treat me like that. We just kind of don't talk about it. And that's also an option. And I know maybe it's not the right one, but this is the way that I'm living my life. I'm going to post things. I'm going to share things on my social media that I think are educational and I think are going to help people see and I'm not going to make blatant statements about Trump supporters. I don't think that everybody... Every Republican is like the guy I talked to earlier. I don't believe that. Um, And I just really hope that we can move to a place where we have legit candidates. Because you know what? I would not have been this mad if Mitt Romney won. I just wouldn't have been. I really, there has never been a Republican candidate that I've been like, oh my God, if this guy wins, I'm going to like fucking throw myself off a cliff. You know what I mean? But that's how I feel right now. but I won't. So don't call anyone on me. But anyways, I should have known better because driving up to Sonoma County that weekend, I got stopped by some fucking Trump parade and this woman started yelling in my car and she's like, women for Trump. And I was like, I like my rights. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just like, ugh, leave me alone. And I'm sorry if I offended anybody by this, but my fucking feelings were hurt and I wanted to get pissed. So anyways, I'd like to talk about celebrities now because this is my safe haven and um, good luck to us all tomorrow. Let's talk about the Kardashians because (laughs) there's just been some weird shit going on with them. So let's just start with Kim's birthday because I feel like that's the place to to start this journey. So Kim had a 40th birthday party out on some island or whatever. I honestly didn't really look into it. And, you know, of course, they're like, we're COVID safe, blah, 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 which I'm just like, it's so funny to me that... um, Everybody has to explain themselves on their social. I mean, I've caught myself doing it, too. I'm like, with the bubble, because I just like don't want to get the hate. But I'm also like, I get why people are throwing shade. I absolutely understand it. And I probably will throw some shade myself um, at these people. But I don't know. It's just like, it's just like a lot. Anyways, so um, Chris talks about... I feel bad that I'm laughing. I need to like reset. Okay, I'm trying not to laugh because this is really mean that I'm laughing right now and I identify with that. But Kanye got Kim a hologram of Robert Kardashian, you know, her father who's passed away for her birthday. And now the only reason that I find this 
even semi-comical is because I laugh in uncomfortable situations. And this to me is one of the genuinely most uncomfortable situations that I've read. Because I'm happy to hear, I'll read you what Chris Jenner had to say about it and, and you know, whatever. But I, I just don't know if that's a good present. I really genuinely want to know, hit me up in the DMs at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Would you think this is a good gift? Because I can't imagine if my father passed away, I don't think I would want a hologram version of him to show up, especially given what Kanye had him say. He had him say, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it written down, but you married the most, 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 most intelligent and talented man. Like I felt like up until that point, you know, he was saying things like, Kim, I'm so proud of you for following my legacy and studying law. Like those are all really sweet things, but it's weird to even make him say something he didn't already say. You know what I mean? I feel like if Kanye did this where he had, you know, old videos playing or maybe it was like an isolated of him saying something to Kim that he's already said in one of their home videos, like, I love you, Kimmy, or something like that. I feel like that would have made a little bit more sense. But I I don't know. It seems like a little disrespectful. I have no idea. Maybe that's just me being a bitch. I don't really know. But I just feel like it was super uncomfortable. But this is what Chris said. Uh, She was on Andy Cohen spilling all the tea. And she said, you know, we really didn't know what was happening because it was such a small group in our circle, of course, just our family and a few friends. And we were summoned to this room and they said, Kanye has a present for you. Now, if I was a member of the Kardashian family, I just want you to know right now, I'd be terrified. At this moment in time, when I'm being led into a dark room, they said, Kanye has a present for you. I'd be freaking out. And I want you guys to know that that's not supposed to be a joke about his mental health. It's just that he terrifies me. So like I would be nervous, but whatever. Um, she said that she didn't know what was happening, but then the hologram started playing and she said it started and we all just started to cry. It was just so intense. I must have watched it 20 times. It was really good. He's the king of gifts and worked on that for a really long time. So it was definitely one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. It was really wild. Um, so I, I guess they loved it. So I guess I'm eating my words on that one. Uh, it's just, it's just hard. It's hard for me to picture that being like an okay situation, but whatever. She also talked about Kendall Jenner's Halloween birthday party. Now, this is a great story for one reason and one reason only. Kendall Jenner had this big ass party with all these people, right? And I guess I saw a picture online, maybe it's photoshopped, of a sign that said like, please do not post photos. Like, please do not, you can take all the photos you want, but do not post online that you're here, blah, 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 being incognito. But then who post? Kylie motherfucking Jenner. The one with the most followers of them all was sharing photos all fucking night, not giving a shit. She was being a slithery snake. She was dressed as a snake. And uh, yeah, so her whole plan totally backfired. So this is what Chris had to say in response. She said, at Candles, everyone got tested before they walked in the door and they waited, you know, a half an hour until the testing results were in. I would like to take a pause there. This is what's so fucked up about the world. 
I take a COVID test because my doctors are assholes. And every time I call them to talk about anything that I have wrong with me, which is almost everything, they always say that they that I have COVID, which I don't because I already know that. And I take a test every time. Now, after that whole panic attack ensues, I have to wait at least four days to get my test results just to see a doctor, just so a doctor takes me seriously. But Kendall Jenner wants to have a birthday party and she can get a test within 30 minutes. Why can't the rest of us have that? I mean, I'm hearing that you could be tested on airplanes pretty soon, which I think is so cool. Like, think of all the weddings that you could have, like all these big events, schooling. If you could just test a kid when they got to school and know right away, like, would that not limit the risk so much? Maybe I'm speaking out of my ass here, but I just feel like the way I get temperature checked when I walked into, you know, Shane Co. with my sister to get a ring cleaned, like, what if that was just a quick COVID test or, you know, think of that. But no, we're we you guys, you can't have that for your fucking wedding because it's for Kendall Jenner's birthday party. Anyways, uh, she said, and everybody was tested a few days before Halloween anyways. So we were all really responsible and want to make sure everyone in our family and our closest friends are tested rigulous, rigulously. Hello. Um, she says, we do what we can. We try to follow the rules. And then if people are commenting that and they're being critical, I can't control that. She's not really wrong. I mean, people are going to do what people are going to do. But I just thought the biggest BS of that whole story was the fact that they got tested in in 30 minutes. Um, I'm really upset because I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but I am a huge Jeannie Mai fan. I love this girl. I watch her on the reel and I'm just so proud of her career. Uh, You know, she's like a woman supporting woman. You know what I mean? She's a badass. She goes on Dancing with the Stars. From what I'm reading, she's doing really well. And unfortunately, she said that her doctors discovered a health concern in her throat, which requires immediate attention and surgery. So she had to leave Dancing with the Stars. And I feel like she had a really good chance. So now I'm all Chrishell all day because, you know, I love selling Sunset. But like I said, I don't watch the show, so couldn't tell you if it's real or if it's good. Um, I wanted to end on an exciting, an exciting breaking news story that I just had pop up on my phone because I'm pumped about this. And that is Justin Bieber is going to be performing at the E! People's Choice Awards. This goes down on Sunday, November 15th. And I know that people are so fucking mean, right? And they're like, ugh. So tired of everybody's comebacks all the time. People used to say this about Demi Lovato. They probably still do, but like whatever. And I will never get tired of celebrities rising from their own ashes. Again, being reborn, doing new albums, doing their thing. I don't know, being real fucking human beings. I mean, how many times do I fall off the rocker and then kind of, you know, lose my way of doing hack gossip and podcasting and then I come back with a fiery passion. I love that shit. So Justin Bieber having another fucking comeback to me is just iconic and really what I needed from 2020. I'm just so pumped for him. I know, look, I'm a Selena fan and I don't know what happened with them and I know it was bad, but I feel like it's not fair for me to completely judge him until I actually know the whole situation So for now, I'm going to be very supportive. I love Hailey Bieber. I'm hoping she makes an appearance somehow. She's just so stinking cute. So yeah, 
Oh my gosh. And how did I forget you guys? I don't know if y'all remember this. It's being talked about a lot on the internet, but I think it was starting November 1st or November 2nd. Taylor Swift can re-record all of her old albums and like get profit from them and you can rebuy them and not have to fuck with Scooter Braun. And that's the kind of petty I'm looking for. And someone posted like, are people really going to buy it again? And I'm like, have you not met the Swifties? They are one of the scariest, scariest fucking groups of people. Now, will everybody go out and buy it? No. But the Swifties will probably buy 20 fucking copies of every goddamn album to themselves. So I really don't think anyone should be concerned that Taylor Swift does not make her own money off this because, honey, she will. She will. And I love it. And I just want you guys to know that I will be one of those people. I don't know if I'll buy every album, album, but I will definitely buy Red. Hello. Loving him was Red. Although she's blue now. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, you guys. Anyways. I know I went on a big rant in the beginning and um, I just felt like I had to get that out because I, um, you know, I see a therapist, but this is also my therapy. And this is just something that I feel like happens so commonly where, um, you know, you're really not prepared for a battle and then one just ensues and you're just kind of like, oh shit, like now I'm, now I'm defending every freaking move I've ever made in life. And uh, it's a lot. So I feel for everyone. Let's try to be kind to one another. Whatever happens tomorrow, um, I'm going to be staying indoors. That's for sure. And um, yeah, I wish it didn't have to be like this. But it's also November, which means it's Thanksgiving slash Christmas. And I think they can be celebrated simultaneously. Just put a little Christmas hat on your turkey. And I'm never going to be the person to say you're celebrating too early or don't forget about Thanksgiving because I go so fucking hard for for um, Halloween and pumpkin season that when somebody tells me, ew, pumpkin spice, like it just makes me so mad. So I'm never going to treat you with that respect. And you can deck the fucking halls all the way you want. You can deck them all the way to January. I support you and I love you and you are valued in your Christmas ways. I just can't wait to do some baking. Okay, you guys. <sighs> what a long day we've had. But I love you all and I'm going to go drop off my ballot. I hope that everyone found a little bit of comedy in my stressful story and um, I will see y'all next week. Okay, bye.